Welcome to this episode of Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets on the Mayo Media Network. I am Gary and Thorne, and this episode, as it always is, is brought to you by Prize Picks. We're going to break down everything you need to know for Wednesday, May the 5th, and the 10 game featured slate kicking off over at DraftKings at 7 p.m. Eastern. I stress 10 game slate because originally. It was an 11-game slate. We had some rain in St. Louis. We talked about that on yesterday's video. Uh, Rain in St. Louis canceled that game, postponed that game between the Mets and the Cardinals. So now we're having a doubleheader between those two teams on Wednesday. And I'll be honest, I would much rather have this game, game two of this doubleheader, not be on the main slate. Uh, We, you know, we had that on Tuesday. We had game two between the Dodgers and the Cubs. I just don't like it. I don't like having a seven-game or seven-inning game on the same slate as a bunch of nine-inning games. So just kind of wipe my hands with it. All good. We'll just have a 10-game slate. That's fine. But before we get into that 10-game slate, let's talk about prize picks for a second for Wednesday. Uh, Let's actually focus on a game that isn't on that main slate. Before we get into it, do want to remind you guys to head on over to prizepicks.com, and if you've yet to sign up over at PrizePicks, what are you waiting for? Do it, but if you have waited, I've got an opportunity for you. The same opportunity we have every single video. When you make your first deposit at PrizePicks, use the promo code MMNMLB and have that first deposit matched up to $100. Okay, let's talk some Marlins Diamondbacks. I know it's the game that everyone is crazy about on Wednesday. Uh, I have a pretty strong lean for two players in this game. Opposite directions, opposite teams. Let's start with Josh Rojas, who's actually been hitting much, much better as of late. But still, despite that, he is still consistently batting eighth in the Diamondbacks lineup. And that's just not a premium lineup spot, especially in the National League. So, Rojas' fantasy point prop on prize picks for Wednesday is 6.5. I like the under here because Pablo Lopez has been fantastic so far this season. He's actually got a 2.85 FIP when pitching to left-handed batters so far this season. In general, He's been amazing. He's held opponents to a Woba well under 300. I like Pablo Lopez. I don't mind Josh Rojas, but again, he might only get three plate appearances in this game. And what type of pitches is he going to see hitting in front of the pitcher? I just don't like the spot. We don't often get someone on prize picks who has a bad spot in the batting order. So I'm going to hop on this one and take an under six and a half for Josh Rojas. Uh, Other side here, Corey Dickerson, who has a good spot in the Marlins batting order, tends to hit third or fourth for the Marlins against right-handed pitching. I just think this is a pretty nice matchup for Dickerson against Luke Weaver. Weaver's had a bit of a better season than maybe I would give him credit for. Uh, However, all of his success so far this season has come pitching in Arizona. He has been absolutely destroyed pitching on the road. We know, uh, well, Marlins Park, I'm going to call it Marlins Park. Uh, Marlins Park is generally a pitcher's park, but still the road numbers this so far this season for Weaver 
are ugly. A 407 opponent Woba on the road, a slugging percentage up over 650, and he historically has had struggles getting out left-handed batters throughout his career. Uh, so I'm going to side with one of the best, if not the best, left-handed bat on the Marlins uh, with Jazz Chisholm on the IL at least and say that Corey Dickerson goes over six and a half fantasy points. He's got a 143 WRC plus uh, through 91 plate appearances. So it's not like he's not red hot either. He's hitting the ball very, very well right now. So that's a pretty low number for Dickerson. So over six and a half for Dickerson, under six and a half for Josh Rojas. Okay, let's get into that 10 game featured slate. Again, that kicks off 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, the big question a lot of people are going to have about this particular slate is right at the top of the pitching price list. Um, it's, are you going to be going with Shane Bieber or are you going to be going with you Darvish? Uh, Shane Bieber is 10,400. You Darvish, 10,200. I will say at first glance, both of these guys are a little bit cheaper than I would have expected them to be. Uh, if we use Tuesday's slate, as an example of what I'm talking about, uh, we had two pitchers priced higher than Shane Bieber. Obviously, one of those guys was Jacob deGrom, and that game ends up getting rained out. Uh, Trevor Bauer was the other guy. So, you know, pitchers in a very high echelon of pitcher, but still, Shane Bieber has been one of the best fantasy pitchers in the game the past two seasons uh, coming into this start, 42 and a third innings pitched, 2.34 xFIP and a 39.5% strikeout rate. Uh, he's got 11 strikeouts or more in five of his six starts so far this season. This guy should probably be $11,000. And the fact he's not makes me very interested in him. Obviously, he's Shane Bieber. I'm not reinventing the wheel here by saying uh, Shane Bieber is a viable option. But when you put him up against Darvish, is Darvish maybe the better play based on matchup? I think that's a question you legitimately have to ask yourself because while the Royals aren't exactly the scariest offense in all of baseball, they do a couple things very well. First and foremost, they tend to be hyper-aggressive. Now, Sometimes you hear that and say, well, great, that means they're going to strike out a lot. Not really, because they're hyper-aggressive early in the count, and they tend to produce batted ball events before the pitcher gets to two strikes. Bieber's in a class of his own when it comes to strikeout rate. He's probably still going to have a lot of success, you know, when you look at the league average in terms of strikeouts on Wednesday's slate. However, across the last two weeks, Kansas City has just a 17.8% strikeout rate. That is the lowest mark in all of baseball. They've got a 105 WRC+, plus, so they're producing offensively above average. You compare that to Darvish, who's also been amazing his last three starts. Pittsburgh is an atrocious, atrocious offensive team. It is a dream matchup. For any pitcher, Pittsburgh, a 124 ISO so far this season against right-handed pitching. That is 27th in all of baseball. Across the last 14 days, 0 .097 isolated power, 67 WRC+. plus. That is the worst mark. Both are the worst mark in the National League by a wide margin. They would be the worst marks in all of baseball if the Detroit Tigers did not exist. So, Again, both these guys are viable. Both of them have the potential to put up 35 DraftKings points on any given night. 
But if you can only pick one or the other, because of the matchup, I think I'm going to lean Darvish. Uh, $200 savings. And again, I just think the way the Royals sort of go about their offensive strategy, um, it's not always beneficial to strikeout pitchers. So I'm going to lean with the Pirates. I'm going to lean with Darvish and say he's slightly, slightly a better play on Wednesday. Two guys who don't cost nearly as much as those two gentlemen are two other pitchers that I do like on Wednesday's slate. Let's start with Robbie Ray. $7,200 for Robbie Ray, despite the fact uh, he's coming off arguably his best start and then maybe his best two-start run in three years. I mean, I don't think that's a stretch to say, honestly. I mean, Robbie Ray, his last two starts, uh, the home run has been a little bit of an issue. He's given up three home runs in that two-start sample. However, 14-0 strikeout-to-walk ratio. Zero walks for Robbie Ray, his past two starts. That's incredible. That is not something you would expect ever from Robbie Ray. So, you know, this was a bit of a narrative for the Blue Jays in spring training. Uh, There was a lot of momentum behind Robbie Ray coming into the season. Uh, Then he slips, uh, falls down a flight of stairs, bangs up his elbow as he's holding his child. Uh, You know, scary, scary stuff. Uh, Team said he would miss maybe a start. He ends up missing two, has to to miss his first start of the season, gets a little behind. Um, You know, average start against the Yankees, survives a start against the Royals where he walked six opponents in the first three innings of that game. I mean... Ray obviously is someone who comes with a bit of risk and his slider hasn't been generating swings and misses like you would maybe think about from like prime Robbie Ray. But here's the question. When you think about prime Robbie Ray, what do you think about? You think about that 2017 season where he was an absolute stud. Right now, his pitch usage profile looks a lot like 2017. Um, his fastball usage rate is at 60.8%. That's the highest it's been since that 2017 season. He's really leaning on that pitch and he's throwing harder than he's ever thrown before. His average fastball velocity is 95.3 miles per hour. He's hitting 98 miles per hour with kind of a surprising level of frequency so far this season. So when you look at a 14 to zero strikeout to walk ratio and say, well, that could just be a fluke. When you watch these games, he looks good. He looks like a different guy than the 2019 and 2020 version of Robbie Ray. And I don't want to say I'm buying in completely, but there's a lot of evidence to start believing that Robbie Ray has maybe turned a corner and maybe refound some of that magic he had towards uh, his better seasons with the Diamondbacks. Uh, 12.6% swinging strike rate so far this season too. So even though the slider hasn't been generating a ton of swings and misses, uh, that is still above his career high or his career average for swinging strike rate. So a lot to like, just $7,200. Oakland is pretty good against left-handed pitchers. This will be the third consecutive lefty they are seeing in this series. Uh, So if that scares you, I understand that, but I do like Robbie Ray quite a bit considering his price point is just above $7,000. Someone who is... Uh, surprisingly, we found a viable pitcher cheaper than $7,200, Brady Singer. Let's talk about Brady Singer. Uh, Left his last start after having a line drive go off his ankle. Uh, Seems like everything's fine. He's scheduled to make the start on Wednesday. And if you take out his first start of the season, uh, which was horrendous against 
the Texas Rangers, he's been amazing. His last four starts, he's faced 80 batters in that span, has held those batters to a 230 WOBA and has a 26.3% strikeout rate. For the season, Singer has only given up barrels in 2% of his plate appearances. That is the lowest mark of any American League pitcher with at least 50 batted ball events in 2021. He's striking guys out. He's mitigating dangerous contact. What else do you need? He's got pedigree too. I mean, this is someone who was a high draft pick. He's got stuff, and it seems like he's really coming into his own so far this season. Uh, Cleveland has also not exactly set the world on fire when it comes to hitting off of right-handed pitching so far this season. Just a 217 batting average coming into Tuesday's slate. I think Singer's in a really nice spot. I think his salary is mostly due to the fact he's going up directly against Shane Bieber, so his win expectancy is low, but you don't need to win to pitch really, really well and pitch really, really deep into a ball game against an underwhelming offense like Cleveland. So, you know what? Even if he doesn't get the win, I'm okay with that. I think Singer, you, you could easily be looking at 4x value in this game, possibly even 5x value considering he is this cheap. It almost looks like a misprint, considering how well he's pitched his last four starts. Okay, we've talked a lot about pitchers. Let's talk about a stack that I really, really like uh, for a lot of reasons on Wednesday's slate, and that is the Nationals going up against Max Freed, who will be making his first start since he left uh, due to injury back on April the 13th. He was getting rocked his first three outings of the season as well. In fact, his 501 opponent Woba is the highest mark in all of baseball. So you could say, well, he wasn't quite healthy, but whatever was going on, he was among the worst pitchers in baseball to start the season. Uh, and I'm not necessarily sure I trust that he's just magically fixed because he went on the IL for two weeks. I'm going to need to see it first. So let's go and take advantage of Washington, who has hit left-handed pitching exceedingly well so far this season. They have the third best WRC plus in baseball within the split at 137. They have the best batting average within the split so far this season. And not only do they have guys who have hit well against lefties so far this season, they have cheap assets who have hit well against left-handed pitching so far this season. We'll see what happens with Juan Soto. Uh, Soto was activated off the IL on Tuesday, but did not start in their game against the Braves. Um, you know, the reason cited was they trust him to hit. They don't necessarily trust him to throw and play defense with that injured shoulder right now. So I don't know if he's actually going to start in this game. If he doesn't, I still like this stack because it's going to create more value at the top of Washington's lineup. The last time they faced a lefty, Victor Robles hit leadoff. He's just $2,400 on this slate. You've also got a chance that Josh Harrison is going to hit in the top third of the Nationals lineup. Uh, he is just, let me check here, he is $3,500 on tomorrow's slate. Ryan Zimmerman probably bats cleanup or fifth if Juan Soto was in the lineup. He is $3,900. And then you've got the veteran, Starlin Castro, who's hit lefties really well. So far in 2021, he is $2,900. You can, aside from Trey Turner, who you can fit in here because all these other guys are so cheap, you can lock down the top four, top five spots in this Nationals lineup and be left with a ton of money, especially if you're someone who wants to get a Bieber or a Darvish 
into their lineup. So I think that national stack works for a bunch of different reasons. Okay, really quickly, let's talk about some best bets. I will say I feel like I'm snake bitten right now. Thought we were about to have a 2-0 night uh, on Tuesday night. Had a 3-1 baseball game between the Twins and the Rangers going into the ninth inning. Game gets tied 3-3, goes to extras. Immediately, the Rangers score three runs, and we don't get the under eight in that game. <sighs> you know, bad beat, but you, you take it in stride. It happens. So let's get back on the horse uh, and talk about two situations we've already kind of addressed in this one. So Cleveland against KC. I like Bieber. I, I like Brady Singer. I just do. Uh, the total for this game as a whole is seven. If you don't want to bet that, I do like first five under three and a half runs. Uh, that is minus 127. That takes the bullpens out of play, even though the Royals do have a pretty good bullpen so far this season, and Cleveland does too, at least in the back end. Um, you could also consider no run in the first in this game. That is minus 152. Both those guys are just pitchers I trust, and I don't really like either of these offenses, particularly the Royals going up against a right-handed pitcher. Far prefer it when they get a left-handed pitcher. And then the Nationals, over three and a half runs is minus 115. I already talked about Max Fried, how I don't trust him, how his numbers were awful before he went on the IL. Again, a 501 opponent Woba, the highest in all of baseball, but it's not just Fried. Atlanta's bullpen across the last two weeks has been among the worst in baseball. They have a 533 XFIP in that span of time. They're getting a little overworked because of injuries to Max Freed, because Drew Smiley hasn't been pitching very well. They're getting tired, they're getting beat up, and they have not pitched well recently. So even if the Nationals don't get to Freed, I have confidence they will get to that Atlanta bullpen. So that is minus 115 for Nationals over three and a half runs and minus 127 first five under three and a half runs between Cleveland and Kansas City. And that's going to do it for this episode of Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks. I am Gary and Thorne. I will catch you guys next time.